0: episode 282 mark llewellyn underdog commando mindset the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless i'm adam lewis walker host of awaken your alpha the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man as a coach keynote speaker and best-selling author it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best the very best the struggles the action and to share the real journey with you what it takes to thrive as a man. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through AYAlpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week is all about the underdog and achieving your dreams against all the odds. We have Mark Llewellyn on the line and he is a former British military commando. He was in there for seven years. He's a writer of the book, The Underdog. He's the, actually the world record holder of the 100k treadmill record, very resilient. He's done lots of things. So, before, instead of spending the whole interview just digging into his list of accomplishments, hear from the man himself Mark, are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: I am really ready to awaken my alpha, Adam.
0: <laughs> nice. <Anna. laughs> I suppose this is a nice change from because you told me just before the interview, you are banging out much like how you probably approach the treadmill some of your distance races, you are banging out some serious words at the moment. You are dived into that world of writing at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the the plan of action is now to go into becoming a full-time author. And I'm just basically taking all of the uh, principles that led me to success in the world of running as, you know, just over to the world of writing and that is basically, you know, putting a lot of hours in uh, the whole, you know, most people know that all of the success principles is just doing it. It's creating the habits. Uh, but, but what I do more than most people is I take things to an extreme. So, you know, if somebody, yeah. if I've been told to write 50,000 words a month, I want to be you know, I just banged out 100,000 words. But, you know, that's not to say I'm amazing because there's other people that can do far more than that. So I, I just try to learn off people that are better than me at a particular field and
0: uh, take it from there, really. Cool. So we touched a little bit about your origins there, but where are you originally from and where are you speaking to us from today? And what did you want to be growing up? Did you always want to, did you always know you was going to go into the military?
1: No I I didn't I I hated that, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did you find yourself like, you're in Wales today aren't you? Is that where you're originally born and bred? Yes, yes,
1: I'm from Haverford West in uh, Pembrokeshire in South West Wales. Um so yeah, lived here for 10 years. Basically, you know, when I was uh leaving school, I, I wasn't the best student in the world, you know, a little bit naughty, a little bit rebellious and uh just uh I didn't know what to do really. So decided that I just joined the army. So it was it was like that. So uh, joining the army, you know, it certainly wasn't a dream of mine, but my self-esteem was quite low back then. And I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought maybe I should try and be a mechanic or something. But I thought that being a mechanic was too advanced and hard for me. So you joined the army. <laughs>
0: but, but however... So how as I you find... Because a lot of people join the army, but, you know, the commandos, the Green Beret, they don't just give that out. Tell me about when it kind of... You, 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 you weren't just turning up. You were striving to achieve a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean, initially when I went through basic training and Junior Leaders Regiment, Royal Artillery, I just turned up and just needed a job. Um, but base, then, you know, when I used to go to the the cookhouse uh for food i used to see this picture on the wall all the time and it was of 2-9 commando breaking the world speed march record and um i was really inspired by that um i was also inspired my cousin who was a uh royal marine so in with both of the army commandos and the marine commandos i just thought do you know what i like to be someone special and if i can just pull this one thing off in my life then that's that will be good enough for me and uh so i applied for 2-9 commando failed the first time failed the second time and the third time i was fortunate enough to to pass but i used to be very unfit years ago and vote it was voted the fattest person in the troop in the army and uh ouch yeah. Yeah. And I failed my basic one and a half mile, uh, basic, uh, run, but I trained, I
0: out-trained everyone and, uh, and that's how I got good. What was the time in that experience was probably the, the hardest or toughest time period in the army. And also it may be linked. It may not be, was there a time when you ever thought, because at the end of the day you are, you know, you're there to go to war or if needed. Was there ever a time or a situation where you thought, oh crap, I'm not going to get a chance to get out of this and go on to other things because, you know, this could be it for me?
1: No, not really. I mean, it's a, it's quite an unusual story really in that, you know, when you meet a lot of army people, they've got a lot of war stories. I don't have a war story and yeah. I, you know, I'm just honest about that. And I see people yeah. sit- saying, oh, I, I can't tell you what I did and all that. <laughs> So cool, But I mean, really, if anything, I was never into all of that stuff. I love helping people and I love encouraging people. So it was quite unusual to go into a commando unit. And I, if anything, I would have been more suited to like the the, personal, the, the physical training corps, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's many people out there with some cool stories. Uh, am I going to make it out of this or that? Um, But I was
0: lucky. I'm just and I, checking because I, I hate if I've interviewed someone like yourself and I don't ask that question and then someone says to me, oh, did you ask him about the story? And I'll be like, what story? Oh, crap. <laughs> but
1: I'm just me. I'm just like, that's just not part of my story. Yeah, everyone's got their own unique story and I don't think you should ever be embarrassed about what you have or haven't done. And And for me, you know, I was lucky enough not to be in a situation where I had to... Kill somebody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not know. <laughs> I mean, some people have pissed me off in the past. I mean, I'd rather <laughs> kill someone that has pissed me off, and rather than someone I don't even know. But no, no, I'm I'm quite a friendly old soul, really.
0: Okay, and now into civilian life. I mean, how long has it been since you left the commandos? And also, what do, what do you think in terms of you know mental strength and just approach life? Do you bring from going through that process? yeah
1: without question the best thing that happened to me in the forces was to do the commando course because nobody thought I would pass it and the sergeant majors didn't think I pass it nobody thought I would pass it so then when I did pass it it gave me a tremendous self uh sense of like self-worth I was now more than you know anything that I could have ever dreamed about so um I think what I took from that more than anything is, if you are determined and extremely focused, then you really can achieve quite phenomenal things. And I was fortunate enough to go on later and achieve like bigger things than passing the commando course. Yeah. Well, and I, that was all down yeah. again to determination and stuff.
0: Well, I can see what led you into writing the book, Underdog. So I was going to ask you about the underdog, but I mean, what do you think are the positives or people can draw on or strengths almost from being labelled or even feeling like you are the underdog?
1: Well, you've got nothing to lose. (laughs) (laughs) When you are the underdog, you might as well just swing the bat and just, you know, go for broke, really. So in many ways, it's not really a bad thing. Yeah. So, you know... I, and I know, you know, there's a lot of people that would criticize you and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, I've studied successful people for a long time and interviewed a lot of successful people, and you really just have to follow your heart and follow your own dreams. You know, you know, one of the books I'm writing at the moment is called uh, Your Last Tomorrow, um, and and one of the things in it is about people's regrets, and one of the biggest, in fact, the biggest regret out of them all is um, they wish they would have listened to themselves and not to their parents, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and followed their own
0: dreams. Again, you've done lots of things. You've got the 100k t- treadmill world record and more recent times, 2014, 2015, you came first in the Stravia distance challenge out of over 51,000 runners. So you come across as, you know, like you say, you just don't get off, you just want to do a little bit more work. But there's a lot of people like that, especially in, you know, that kind of challenge. Why do you think you came first? And just outside that, tell us about that experience. That sounds painful. Tell us a little bit more details around that.
1: You know, the Strava challenge, it was quite, that was a shock. Because sometimes in life, what happens is, I have been in situations in the past where I totally believe in myself and I think this is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it doesn't happen. (laughs) 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 Then then I've other situations where I thought Strava distance challenge, for example, turned up, you know, there's 40,000 people running. Um, I hadn't trained for it. In fact, I didn't even know about it until the night before. Um, you know I've seen the different challenges on Strava there was a five k challenge no good for me a ten k no good for me how fast you could do it you know so I just thought let's see how I can how far I can run and all of this and so um, how far is that distance challenge well it's just who can run the furthest within the space of a month basically okay. and yeah well so when I started it on the first day um my goal was I Wanted, I knew I was only about 75% fit. Um, because yeah. like I said, I hadn't specifically trained for it, so I wanted to get into the top sort of 10%, or you know, maybe in the top one percent. Um, you know, my wildest dreams, to be honest, would have been able to come in the top 400. Yeah, um, so when I had been running for five or six hours, and then I realized I was. 350th it encouraged me to keep on running and then i uploaded it synchronized it then i was 36 and then i kept on going then i was 12th right and then it just becomes right i'm gonna break in the top 10 now right i'm gonna break
0: in the top five now you keep climbing or when and how did the mentality change if and when did you get to the number one spot and then have to hang on to it as opposed to then you're definitely not the underdog then but or did you get yeah. to that right at the end
1: Well, I mean, what happened initially was I had, I was running, uh, it was two o'clock in the morning, and I realized I had to run another seven kilometers to take the top spot. So I ran the seven kilometers, and I looked at the GPS and uh, found that the GPS didn't track my last seven kilometers. Oh, painful. I mean, I think, yeah, seven or 10K or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. was I'm sure it was seven k, and basically, I was stood there, and it was three o'clock in the morning, and I thought I got two choices. Yeah, I can just give up and um, be happy with second place, or I can just keep on going. And then I just kept on going, and when I the next time the GPS did work, and you know I was obviously thrilled to come first, Um, but then obviously it's it's one thing pulling it off one day and it's another thing pulling it off consistently. So the next day I thought I'd really just drop down the charts because as I said, I didn't really train specifically for it. And I thought oh, I'm going to be more fatigued than the rest of the people that have been training properly for it, but it just never happened. I just consistently came first. Yeah. So it was just having that dream uh, and just, having the competition there it was i wanted to beat everybody
0: (laughs) (laughs) nice so link to your your book the underdog and obviously there's some achieving your dreams against the odds what are the sort of key topics you touched on there that maybe we haven't covered obviously i don't want you to repeat yourself but maybe we haven't covered so much that you think is important to get across it's
1: a whole mind mindset basically it's it's not all for me it's not all just about success and success and achieving this and that it's it's how my mental health is as well and i quite pride myself on being extremely strong mentally and you know i've i've got my shit together mentally but that has come through staying humble enough to learn off other people um you know Years ago, I started reading self-development books, and some of the other commandos. Bearing in mind, these are commandos, and other, you know, a lot of them are better soldiers than I was. I was a very mediocre commando, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And uh, one guy, he was a brilliant soldier, and I, you break off contact with these people, and then through the power of Facebook, um, we got in touch. And he used to call me Taff, obviously being from Wales. Yeah. And he had seen what I was doing now. Guy's name's Mark Davison. And he was he was a really good guy, really good soldier. And uh he said, Taff. He said, uh, he said, I, I can't fucking believe it's the same person. <laughs> he said, he said, I can't believe how much you've changed. And he said, how? And then before I could say anything else, he he did narrow it down to it was about them books and all of the crazy stuff they (laughs) thought i was crazy but my life is awesome you know uh it's, it's far it's so far beyond what i ever thought it would be it's it's ridiculous but you know and when i first only wanted to be a commando um i say only
0: but i just say perspective is an important thing there yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. it it was significant at the time and i still am very grateful for having done that but you know to have moved far beyond that is um yeah it's cool and i intend to keep on going
0: (laughs) awesome so again it sounds more situational than a specific person but who if anyone who helped awaken your alpha who was like the right person at the right time it could have been from afar, from one of these books, or it could have been someone you know, who, who mentored you or you just, you just aspired, they thought they've got there, they've got it together. I want to do something like that. <coughs> Anyone, any key people along the, along the journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I look at several different people, and, but I, what I do is I take things out of certain people's life. It's like some people have really nailed it, say, in a financial sense, but their family life is pretty shit. Yeah. So I only take certain amount of advice, do you know what I mean? Of certain people. And then I just sort of put the little bits I, you know, because if I am working for twenty hours a day and I never see my son who is the love of my life, then I know for a fact I look back at that and I always regret it. Um yeah. so you really have to appreciate what you've got, the whole you know, in the book as well, it is about putting things into perspective. You know, I was reading a book just recently and the guy was saying, oh, it's not good enough to say, oh, yeah, well, these, you know, poor people in Africa or whatever. Well, I don't know. I think it is good enough because we live in one of the richest countries in the world. You know, in the book, I even touch on that, uh, you know, even if you're on the dole, if you're in, in 73 pounds a week, you're still in the top. 20% highest uh, earners in the world. It's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, you know, I've just come back. I was doing a bit of bodyguard work in um, Nigeria, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm here. I'll come back to what you were saying about the who who motivated me because I go off on tangents sometimes, but um it probably stemming from some of the books some of the key people from the books for example were people like zig ziglar uh brian tracy you know a more recent one is jack Canfield's feels good tony robbins does a lot of good stuff although i'm not into the whole chanting and shouting that i'm great it's just not my personality you know but you know <laughs> apart from that there's a lot of brilliant things he did les brown again fantastic and it's great because I've, I sent my – when I got into the national newspapers uh, for my 1,600-mile run in America I, and my run in the Sahara and so forth and so on and all of that, I sent it over to Zig, and I just said, thank you very much. You've inspired me. And me and Zig Ziglar started corresponding, and that made a difference to me because I was like, Jesus, there's this guy. you know, He's earning $50,000 an hour to talk to these huge companies and he's taken time out of his day to correspond with me so that makes a difference uh, meeting up with Brian Tracy in Southern California being backstage with Les Brown a couple of years ago uh, you know it, all of that sort of stuff makes a difference and and at the moment one of the guys that's really inspiring me there's a couple of them one's called mark dawson and the other one's called michael anderley there's another guy called steve scott who are nailing it with the whole you know self-publishing author career you
0: know that's that's really what you're focusing on now isn't it so i like the way these are you know aspirational people to something you want to do so being very specific to like you say things from your life that you want to improve on and you want to kind of nail it like that as well
1: yeah, I mean, it's it just like I said before, it just comes to down to humble yourself enough and just listen to these people. Because I, when I released the underdog, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just set up a GoFundMe page, you know. I didn't like, oh, let's put it on Amazon. Let's, you know, there's so many, there's so many different strategies, and it is never ending
0: learning. Never ends the whole learning process. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. so Link to that, then we're going to go into the alpha round. This one, I want to get any sort of tools, tips, and resources. And I want to start that off with just is there a particular quote? And you've probably mentioned almost a few, but that you really like to live your life by or your resonates with you and uh, could be by one of the sort of the names you just mentioned there.
1: Yeah, I mean, quotes wise, I mean, the first one that just popped in my head then is T.S. Eliot's Only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go.
0: Ooh, you I know. Like that. I look, oh, I love that. It's good. So many, so many quotes we've had on the show before. We've never had that one. 270 plus episodes. That's the first time. that wow. so, Boom. Always like, like to hear a new one. Love it. Is yeah. The, Go if, on. No, no. I was going to, you probably got more quotes, but I was going to jump straight on to a book because you've mentioned your, your old yeah. commando mates used to take the mick out of you when you're reading certain things. You mentioned lots of great <laughs> authors there as well. Is there a particular book within that that was very impactful to you, or you just think is, apart from your own books, obviously, that you want to uh, recommend to other people?
1: In the terms of self development, I mean, the first one I ever read was The Magic of Thinking Big um, by David Schwartz, I think. Um, you know, there are a few books, I guess, but if you were to ask me what I think is the best book I've ever read in my life, um i would i would definitely say that it's dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people that is just amazing and we all come up with situations every day when we're going to be challenged by different people um and he was really a master of handling people um And that is life. Life is people. Life is interacting with people. And, and, you know, I've had someone that went a bit um, hostile on me recently. Um, And I always think to myself, whenever somebody's attacking me like that, that I've got to be the adult in the room. You know, they could be older than me. They could be my boss. But I'm always looking for the solution to resolve things, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If there's somebody and he's particularly nasty or just a complete knob, yeah. <laughs> then I just basically, then people like that, um, I just get out of my life. Yeah. You know, life is too short to be surrounded by people that are hostile. Uh, and even, you know, going to quotes, I mean, this is an ancient quote, ancient, and I, I'm not religious. I believe in a higher power, but I, I don't have any religion. Uh, and and it would be, you know, um do unto others as you would have them do unto you sort of thing. And just treat people nicely. I mean, yeah.
0: that's right. really important. What's a particular habit that keeps you on the straight and narrow? It's kind of a central piece of your day.
1: Cocaine. Uh crack cocaine and heroin. <laughs> I like it always to always keep me- you sharp. I like to mix them together. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I think that just goes back to the constant learning, the constant, yeah. I'm, a, I'm really particular how I spend my time. And I know a lot of people like to read books and hell. I like to sell my book, but given, you know, even if this would damage my own book sales, I don't care. I'd rather be honest. Um, I would prefer to listen to audio books and podcasts and stuff. I'm just more, a. Uh, you know, because I like to be in my car uh, mm. listening to something, or I can be around the house just listening. So it's f- far more time efficient for me. My book is now available in
0: audio. <laughs> 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 are there or are there any resources or anything that you think is you use to help either your writing or just your personal life, business life? Any kind of resources that you use, that you think? Not many people are using you think it's a nice little something to recommend to pass on. Um, this might sound a little bit sad to some people,
1: but regardless if they think that or not, you know, what Mark Zuckerberg has done with creating Facebook is it's such a valuable tool now to connect with people. Um, I say pay him his billions because, um <laughs> That's what, that's what it's about for me. It's about connecting with people. It's about helping people. and I know through Facebook um you can you can do that in quite a powerful way. you know I've heard many messages of people saying you know that they're feeling like shit, and then one day you know I've put a positive post out there, and it's helped them, and sometimes I'm quite brutal. I am a caring I do care about people a lot. But sometimes I'm I can be quite blunt and just say, look, you just need a man the fuck up. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, and his, that's kind of going back to the army commando days where, you know, if you started whinging and like, oh I can't do this or whatever, it just don't fit in. <laughs> yeah. It just don't fit in well. And I the funny thing is with the way that two nine commando used to handle it was if anyone would ever complain about something and say they couldn't do something, then rather than being nasty towards them, they would have the piss taken out of them. In, so what people would generally say is something like, I'm a wanker, I can't do it, help me, help me. I'm so, I'm so useless and pathetic. Um, so, and then everyone would laugh and it would be brilliant and uh you know funny and i mean in the so i mean in 2018 i am actually bringing out a book called man the fuck up um it's going to be a little bit controversial um <laughs> there's another book there's there's quite a few books coming out but i think also is you've got to be yourself as well some people it will the next 3 books You know, the underdog, I do say the F word once, maybe two or three times, hardly at all. Um, The next two books, they're quite safe and all of that. But some of the other books, you know, some people would be mortally offended uh, by me swearing or something like that. Part of being the alpha, if you like, or the leader in many respects, to look after the people that are going through the challenges, that are, have been bullied, you know, and to encourage people rather than trying to put them down to, to make yourself look better, which is just cool. So please encourage people.
0: Yeah. And coming to a close, who would you recommend from your network, you don't have to have been interviewed, that really springs to mind when you think of Awaken Your Alpha and having been interviewed on this show yourself, you think would would give some value and is a good fit for the show?
1: The, the first person that jumps to mind, I mean, there's some good interviews. Colin Jackson was a great interview. Sir Fines was a great interview. The, the, you know, Ollie Foxy, Billy from the SAS show, they were, they, they're my mates. I love Colin Jackson.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Colin Jackson. How was he? He's How a great his- guy. He was a very good sport because I ended up interviewing him in a storeroom in the wine shop. <laughs> okay. but one of the one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet is a guy called jamie bolsh uh
0: he awesome. was a 400 uh, world champion yeah athletics is my background i used to be a pole vaulter. so these you're you're speaking in my language now that's yeah jamie bolsh colin jackson they're the yeah that's definitely my ear and guys i think are absolutely awesome finally what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more just, just uh, if you if you tell people how to spell my name,
1: L okay. um,
0: L E W H E L L I N, and that will be <coughs> in the show notes as well. We have the links there. <coughs> yeah, just go to Facebook, I'd say. How long in this period of intense writing? When do you see maybe you're going to stop that and then get get some of these books out? Because I know you're banging out hundred thousand words a, year, a month at the moment. When do you see that, or how long is that going to continue for?
1: I mean, I, I want to – that's a good question. I mean, I, I still want to average, like, 3,000 a day, you know, and, and that's an important thing to 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 keep the habit up, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm putting myself under a bit of pressure here, but I've got so many words wrote. I mean, it, it would be possible to get a minimum of six books out next year. So – Yeah. I mean, they're short books. They're easy to read. Heck, I even put a few pictures in them. (laughs) (laughs) It's just because they're the type of book I like to read. Do you know what I mean? I don't like anything too heavy. I like to keep it simple language, you know, because when I, you know, it's like you listen to Russell Brand. I mean, he's a good, he's a decent guy. I like him in many ways, but fucking hell, it's like, It's like you need a dictionary
0: when the guy starts talking. Yes, he he goes out of his way. That's how you put things across in a very, like, yeah, (laughs) articulate or Right. Yeah, so, Russell, if you're watching
1: this, mate, if you're watching the Alpha with Adam, you need to sort that vocabulary out, mate. It's just not all. There we go. Well, Mark, it's been an absolute (laughs) pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Awesome. Thanks, sir. It's been great talking to Adam. Have an awesome day, mate.
0: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. I really do appreciate it. Head over to AYAlpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time. And Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, the Facebook group. And get on the inside. Join the conversation and please do support the show. I recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive as men.